0: Welcome to The Shut Up Show. This is the Brave Solopreneurs Podcast, helping you shut up and make shit happen. Inside every episode, you'll hear raw and uncensored conversations with amazing entrepreneurs and thought leaders who bring their best work every day, despite being scared shitless. You'll gain mindset strategies on how to brave through your fears, tactical advice to help you define your shut up moment and impact-driven tips inspiring you to live and work on your own terms. I am your host and chief shut-upper of Making Shit Happen, Bernie Schoen. Now, on to today's episode. Hello,
1: and welcome to another awesome episode of The Shut Up Show. I'm your host, Bernie Shung, and I've got an awesome, awesome co-host here today, but before I introduce him, I'm going to kind of give you a little reminder. By the time this episode publishes, you probably heard that The Shut Up Show is changing. We're totally revamping, and it's going to be new and improved, and actually this is going to be the very first episode with the brand new show format. So our guinea pig today is Stuart Rogers of Salesforce. Hey, Stuart.
2: Hey, Bernie. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm good. You told me before we hit record that you're at the end of your day. I'm in the middle of mine. So I'm much better than you are, I'm sure. But thank you so hey. much for joining us today.
2: <laughs> hey, no problem. We we have a we have a like a three week um, delay period where. Uh, you guys switch to Daylight Savings Time and then we have three whole weeks before we switch to British Summer Time. So for three weeks, I'm actually only four hours away from Eastern Standard Time and not five hours. So actually, <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not It's not too late here right now. It's good.
1: That's awesome. Well, as you and I both know, we entrepreneurs, we, there's no concept of late anyway. We're always working around the clock, right? <laughs>
2: always, Always be hustling.
1: <laughs> exactly. All right, so let's let's dive into what we're going to talk about today. So again, because this is a brand new format for everybody, um, I'll let you all know, listeners, that we are changing from an interview-based format to a theme-based format. The month of April, I really want to dedicate to sales or selling and here's why Um, I sent out a survey to all of you a couple weeks back and the responses I got back were just absolutely amazing but not surprising at all Um, I don't have the stats in front of me but I know when I wrote it down the other day I think there were over 35 percent of you that said that you're either dealing with some kind of an income issue or you want help with income whether it's you want to make more study on income you want to get more paying clients or you want to reduce your expenses right so that you do have uh, more disposable income to, to live your dream and do the work that you enjoy doing and so as I started to think a little bit more about that survey response I, I thought well what's what's the problem Like, what's causing this um, I'm led to believe that the problem is in selling whether it's lack of having sales background or sales process of some sort or whether it's maybe you're afraid to ask people for help because maybe you don't think you're worthy enough. Um, I think there are a lot of reasons why and I brought Stuart on because I have a feeling that it has less to do with you're not smart enough, you're not good enough and I think it has more to do with maybe you lack that experience or you lack that process or that strategy and plan of attack to help you be more successful to sell in order to make more money, in order to have more of a steady income. So with that, I don't really have a question, but Stuart, can you kick us off with this topic and chime in, what do you think about uh, that topic of conversation?
2: Do you know I, I think that when you use the word process um, or in American process, because I like to try and be bilingual, um, that's really the, the you know, hitting the nail right on the head. I mean. Let's just be really honest about sales for a minute. Um, we all have been selling all our lives, right? It's just that most people don't think of it as selling. You know, when you were seven years old and somebody said to you, hey, would you like to swap that toy gun for the football that I've got? Right? That's, that's a negotiation. That's selling. When you are, ask uh, you know, your, your partner out for the very first time, you're selling yourself. When you go for an interview, you're selling yourself. We're all selling all the time. We don't think of it as selling because what we think of when we think of selling is we think of 1980s photocopier salespeople with dodgy tactics and uh, you know all sorts of hey which, buy, buy which now. Didn't, you know? didn't
1: somebody in this room work in copy sale, copier sales, or something like that? Well, <laughs> I,
2: I was a, I was in printer solution sales for a very long time. Yes, and uh, you know what it what it came back to was. You know, sales got a bad rep, but actually we've all been selling all the time. Sales is life. You know, everybody within the company is responsible for sales, not just for salespeople. You know, but the time that the receptionist picks up the phone and says, uh, hi, you know, you might have just lost for sale. <laughs> but if the yeah. receptionist picks up the phone and with a smile on their face, because you can tell on the end of the phone when someone's smiling, they have a professional introduction to the company – the customer or prospective customer immediately feels good about that company. That's right. selling. Everybody's selling all the time. Right. What the, the difference is is the process. Now that's the big, big thing. Um, really, at its core, you have to have a sales process, something that is a repeatable process. And what's really interesting, you know, is that over the years. Um, There's been lots and lots of uh, what I like to call shiny objects, you know, turn up, uh, whether it's, you know, web tools or whether it's, um, you know, desktop products or smartphone apps or, you know, whatever it is, lots and lots and lots of shiny objects turn up. None of them actually have changed the undeniable fact that sales, um, certainly in terms of consultative sales, it's pretty much the same three-step process it was a hundred years ago, right? <laughs> or right. two hundred years ago. It hasn't changed. Um, it's just that a lot of people forget that, and they don't, um, you know, get into the sales process. They don't understand what the sales cycle looks like. Um, they don't think about what the buying cycle looks like because a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand how to put a sales cycle together because they think of it from their perspective. And what they actually should be doing is thinking about what the buying cycle looks like, and then fitting their sales cycle to that now what does right. what does it look like from the customer's perspective to be able to buy that product or service from them right um, you know but it's I, really it's really process driven right
1: I love your answer, and th- there's so much to dive into there, but before we go into the what does that look like and how should be people be doing this? I, I want to kind of back up a little bit because you said something really important there and you said that we've been selling all of our lives, whether or not we really are a salesperson, right, in our profession or our daily job. So I guess the first massive question I have for you to answer is why with all the tools and resources that we have, Stuart, out there, right, that we could either buy or that we could learn or pick up from somebody else. Why are some people getting it right, and why are some people not? I know it's a huge question to ask, but what do you think the answer is to that question?
2: I, I think it comes back to routine. Um, so, if we if we think about any skill, let's forget about selling for a second. Um, think about just any skill. Uh, of course, there's there's always that uh, that thing that people love to talk about—that ten thousand hour rule. Mm-hmm. Right. If you you know, the key to success um, in doing anything is to practice it for ten thousand hours. Um, now, of course, we all know many people who have written lots and lots of brilliant books that suggest that you can actually learn something in much, much less than ten thousand hours. But regardless of whether you think it's a thousand hours, ten thousand hours, or two thousand eight hundred and sixty hours, it doesn't matter. Fact is, it's like a muscle. Unless you use it and keep on using it, um, it's it's not going to get any stronger, right? Right. And that's really what it comes down to. It comes down to um, application and testing and measurement and then keeping what works and throwing away what doesn't and then start again. And it's, it's really just all about it's, it's kind of taking something from the agile project management world, which is that you have to you know, implement and test and measure and then incrementally improve. Um, and that's how you get better. But it really does come with practice. Um, a lot of times when we're selling without knowing we're selling, uh, we're doing it because we're winging it, and sometimes we get it right and sometimes we get it wrong. The difference between that and professional selling is practice and repetition and measurement and testing.
1: Gosh, you know, story, and it, it's so simple, right? I mean, what you just said, it's so simple, yet people keep asking why and they keep paying for all these different books and software and downloads to you know it's it's like they want this magic pill right that they can just swallow and overnight they can all of a sudden see the success they want without actually applying what they've learned and hustling a little bit right working at it to get better at it so so let me ask you then what have you found to be because because you we had you on the show before a couple months back and you yeah. talked about how you didn't sell to begin with, but in the process of all of the amazing stuff that you did, because you know your background was more of like software development and you know kind of the engineering technical kind of background. But then the selling became part of the natural process because of the way you innately are. So, what have you found to be some of the most successful things that you have, I guess, um, put in your toolkit to be more successful at selling? If we could break that down in a way that can really help our audience you know, say, okay, here are some of the things that Stuart telling me is to, telling me to do and I want to go and implement it right away so I can start to see some results. What would you say is in your toolkit right now? Um,
2: I've always thought that if, if you're going to have success in sales, you really need to uh, just, you know, focus on uh, being able to, to do that repetition, to do that sales, uh, you know, process um, all the way through prime selling time. And in order to get the most out of prime selling time, on any given business day, um, you have to learn to be more efficient in the first place. Um, now, you know, I've I've written articles about you know great tools and systems and things that I use to, to be more efficient. Um, you featured a couple of them back on when I was on the original uh, you know shut up show episode, and you know we talked about some of the tools that that I use to try and stay efficient. But I think efficiency is is really really important. Um, you know, having a sales process, fantastic. Uh, but if you don't allow yourself the time to implement it, not so good, right? Um, so number one, get more efficient, and there's lots of great resources, um, you know, to, to help people become more efficient, get more out of their day. Um, I think, uh, if I, I paraphrase Tim Ferriss, right? Um, this of isn't, course he
1: did. <laughs> you know,
2: this isn't exactly what he said, but basically it comes down to if you can't automate it, outsource it. Um, you know, and Realistically, if we, if we just think about some of the web tools that are out there today, they really can help with automating a lot of stuff. Um, you know, that's the, the, the rationale behind what we've been doing with, with Salesformix of course, is, you know, just try and automate um, all of the, the menial stuff so you can focus on, uh, you know, the CRM side, the sales side, uh, and following that process through because that's the important thing.
1: Right. So, real quick. So, for step one to become more efficient, we'll go ahead and include the link to our episode with you um, in the show notes because I think we don't really need to, you know, use the space to talk about that again. You already gave us so many golden nuggets back then. So, we'll make sure to include that there. Um, step two. What would you say step two is? Did you say?
2: Um, then you've got to then you've got to get your process down and, and not uh, like reinvent the wheel every single time you, you start a new opportunity, um, but run that process through and measure it, test it, look at the results. If it works, keep it. If it doesn't work, tweak it um, or throw it away if it really doesn't work. Um, but, you know, you have to you have to do that and you have to go and do it on repetition. Um, and the real thing, you know, I guess finally that you absolutely have to do um, is, you know, really just... Uh, Have a a ridiculously positive mental attitude. Um, You know, it's not always going to work out Um, You're not always going to get all the deals that you expected to get Um, You're not always going to win What you try isn't always going to work Um, But that's okay uh, Because you know gives you the opportunity to try something else try something different try something new try a different approach and then you've got to go at it with exactly the same positive mental attitude that you went at it when it wasn't working. And, you know, you will find the, the silver bullet that, uh, that does it for you um, as long as you're methodical about it, as long as you follow the process. It really does come back all the time to process, process, process.
1: Right. Oh, I can't agree with you more also with step three because uh, when we interviewed you, I remember you telling us quite a bit about how you've had a very, very long journey of being an entrepreneur. And the success you saw was because you failed so many times from a very young age, but you had the, you know, the tenacity to keep going and to keep learning and to keep retrying. And some things worked well and some things didn't. But it was because of those. Failures, if you want to call them that, it was because of those challenges that you had to overcome that you got better and that you improved. So I agree with you. The whole positive mental attitude it goes hand in hand with the tenacity and the resilience to just keep going forward, despite how many times you're going to fail in life.
2: Yeah, it's really important. And you know, the sort of final thing is, you know, we we all stand on the shoulders of giants, as they say. Um, you know, make sure you just surround yourself with a good, strong team of people because. Uh you know, I think um, I can't remember who exactly who exactly came up with this theory, but you know, you effectively become the product of the five people you're closest to. So I
1: think it was Jim Roan.
2: That's very yep, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely certain you're right. So, you know, make sure you have a strong team around you. Um and one of the great things about social media is that uh there's teams out there right now that you can go and jump into. Um, you know, whether it's uh, something like the Us Guys group on, on Twitter who all support each other, uh, whether it's uh, any number of chats. I mean, I was uh, tonight I was on SMX chat, which is a fantastic chat, great community of people. Um, whether it's the Shut Up show and the community of people that have been on the Shut Up show, um, either in the past or, or those in the future, um, whether it's like Chris Brogan's OMFG group or, you know, whatever it is, there's lots of ways for you to find a community of like-minded people who can become part of your support group and help you,
1: and that's really important too. Right. Oh, I love that that one. I always tell people it takes a village to do some great shit in the world. <laughs> so <laughs> don't do it alone, that's for sure. So so you know, before we round out the conversation here, um, I would love for you to have us be a little bit more tactical. And if you could share with us, I know you don't have to give us, you know, a lot of great detail because I'm sure it's pretty extensive, but if you could if you could give us like maybe a, a three-step simple process for those who are like, Stuart, I have nowhere to start with a sales process. I don't even know what you're talking about you know, in practicing to see what works or doesn't. If somebody's starting brand new and they have no idea maybe what three steps would you tell them to do to create a process and see where it goes from there?
2: It's, uh, yeah, I mean that, that's a pretty um, that's a pretty big ask but let's let's see if we can take a crack at that. I mean sales is, uh, consultative sales is effectively about asking questions um, so that you find out what problem the, the customer is trying to solve um, and really understanding that so uh, the old phrase, my, uh, my original uh, sales trainer, long, long time ago this is, told me was uh, have two ears and one mouth and use them in that proportion.
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
2: All right. so just ask, 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 and find out what it is they're actually trying to achieve. Um, then be honest, and if you can actually provide a product or service to solve those problems, um, then that's your opportunity then to present to them that you have the solution. Um, If you can't, uh, that's where you want to make sure you've got a strong network of of people because it may be that you could refer them to somebody who can answer their problems and still have the opportunity to talk to them later because you were the one that referred them. Um, You should try never to just say, no, we don't do that, thanks very much, goodbye, Uh, because that shuts the door and you'll never speak to that person again. Um, And in order for us to put that kind of, of structure together, you've really got to put the customer's hat on and sit there and work out what it is they have to do in order to buy your product or service. So my number one golden rule is ask the customer to do that. When you're talking to them and when you're finding out what it is they want, say to them, if you want to go ahead and buy my product or service, What is it precisely, step-by-step, you have to do internally to make that happen? And really get that down and ask lots of people that question. Write it down, work out what the customer journey looks like, and then match your sales process to that. Um, So make sure that you're providing people with the right case studies, the right testimonials at the right time. Um, Make sure your presentations uh, are showing them your product or service in the right way that matches their customer journey. Make sure you're matching the buying cycle because that's that's really the most fundamental thing. So I actually ask them to step it through. You know. It sounds a bit cheesy, but I used to like put a pencil on the table um and say to them, Right, pretend that pencil is my product. What do you have to do in your company and who do you have to do it with in order to buy that pencil right now? And then writing down.
1: I remember the pencil thing because I one of the jobs I had to apply for a long time ago was selling the pencil, and I failed miserably. But he still hired me.
2: Yeah, and and you and you're not even selling the pencil at that point. You're asking them how they would buy that pencil and noting down all those stages so that you understand how to sell it to them later. Right. Um,
1: right.
2: You know, this is not one of those cheesy stories where the guy says, sell me that glass of water, and the salesperson throws a match in the bin and says, right, would you like to buy it or rent it? <laughs> um, you know, this is about finding out what the buyer's um, journey is and then matching your product and service to that. And that's something that everyone can do. And all you have to do to find out what that journey is, is ask. It's all about asking questions.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. It's it seriously is that simple. Um and no, it's not easy to do if if selling is new to people. And like you said at the beginning of our conversation, we all are selling something. Um, because our personal brand is constantly trying to find people that we're attracted to and that we're attracting to us. So whether or not you are selling a project product or a service, you still are selling you know people to like you and be a part of your life and to be a part of your world so I think this is great advice for everybody just so to sum up basically what you said is one of the most important things you can start with is to ask more compelling questions and keep asking those questions until you can get into the head of your customer to understand why they're buying from you. It sounds like the second part of the process then is to offer up a solution if you truly can be a part of that solution if you can't then the third step would be to find a resource for them if you can't offer up a solution because either way offering up a resource is still offering up a solution right? (laughs) because you're not necessarily selling them the product or the service but you know somebody who is so you're creating a brand new relationship you're being resourceful and you're still providing value to the customer and I think if you just do those three things and you rinse repeat and recycle that process and then along the way you learn how you know the process worked for you what you would add, what you would change, what you would remove but if you kept it that simple I think that you could do so much more and you can improve your your uh, sales cycle and your your selling process by just knowing these three things. Um, so I love it so thank you for that Stuart I think that you have just given away so much um, to people who have no idea what the heck they're doing. And even for me, I, I already know that. I've been in sales, I have you know right. over 16 years of sales, and even I am like blown away every time people tell me, it's just about asking. It's just about asking better questions. And I'm like, damn it, I knew that! But I still wonder sometimes, am I missing the boat on something? But no, it still keeps coming back to that premise.
2: That's why I keep reading, that's why I keep um, taking in articles, even if it's the same stuff again and again and again. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this. Uh, there's there's either a nice little nugget of information that you hadn't thought of before or a better way of putting something so that you remember it easier or just a reminder of something that you know you should have been doing all along and you've actually just forgotten to do it. And, uh, right. you know, when you get to my age, that happens a lot. So.
1: <laughs> anyway, well, we're going to close up here. What a great conversation. What a great first Episode in the selling series. Um, I know we can talk to you more because I know we've only scratched the surface. So maybe we should have you back on um, the show. We're going to start to do some webinars and web events and other types of training and coaching like that. So we'd love to have you come back to it because I think there's so much more that you can teach our listeners.
2: I I would Um, love that. And and thanks for asking this. That's that's great. I would absolutely love to do that. Thank
1: you. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm going to hold you to that. But before we let you go, in case. Those listeners missed the first conversation we had with you a couple months back. Can you tell us, you know, what do you do right now? Where can people find you? And how can you best serve our audience? So go ahead and pick yourself out.
2: You bet. Um, so I'm, I'm head of product at Salesformix. Um, Salesformix is, uh, is available at salesformix.com. Um, you'll also find them on Twitter, Facebook, Google+. Plus. Uh, you just need to go and look for Salesformix or put Salesformix on the end of those URLs and you'll, you'll find us. Um, that's a, a CRM and marketing automation solution that is built from the ground up for, uh, and also priced for small and medium-sized businesses. Um, and what we're doing with that is basically simplifying everything. Um, you know, Really, we, we're talking about sales being about asking questions, showing you have a solution, and then closing the deal. And that's exactly what we're trying to do with Salesforce. Mix, is keep it simple and make it easy for you to follow that process all the way through um, until you get your uh, customers through the door. Um, of course, uh, I'm available on Twitter as the real SJR, um, and uh, I love to you know talk to people on Twitter. I'm also available on Google Plus. Um, annoyingly, Google wouldn't let me have the real SJR from my vanity URL, so you have to find me under Stuart Rogers. Remember to spell it right. Uh, it's S T E W A R T for Stuart and Rogers is R O G E R S. I'm always happy to talk about uh, sales and marketing, whether it's traditional or digital marketing, social media, uh, any of those topics. Um, you know, hit me up and let's have a chat
1: awesome thank you so much Stuart, for your time and I'll make sure that I include all of those links and how you guys can find Stuart on the show notes but um, again everybody th- this is just so amazing everything that uh, Stuart has shared with us today um, again we've only scratched the surface so we're gonna have him back and we're gonna talk more sales but there you have it it really is that simple so Stuart thank you so much for coming back on the show uh, being the guinea pig for this brand new format I learned so much from you today And I can't wait to continue the conversation.
2: Uh, Thanks very much for having me. Absolute pleasure. And uh, good luck with um, the new version of the show. It sounds like it's going to be awesome.
0: Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Shut Up Show. The Shut Up Show is sponsored by The Amazing Sells. That's S-E-L-Z dot com. Seriously, simple selling. Go check them out. Every Monday, we deliver an inside edition of The Shut Up Show right to your inbox. Plus, as a bonus, get instant access to download a free copy of our 18-page ebook, The Solopreneur's Guide for Shutting Up and Making Shit Happen. Simply go to our website at theshutupshow.com slash subscribe and join other brave entrepreneurs who are shutting up and making shit happen. If you believe in The Shut Up Show and this platform has helped you shut up and make shit happen, please head on over to iTunes. Search for The Shut Up Show in the podcast section and leave us an honest star rating and review. Your feedback will help us to gauge what we're doing well and where we need to continue to improve. The ratings and reviews help us to continue to bring on amazing sponsors like Cells so that we can deliver weekly episodes to you for free So your feedback does matter. Thank you for helping us and supporting
1: us.